friends, welcome to Fueled to Thrive. This is a podcast all about nutrition, running, and motherhood. Today we have a wonderful guest on the show. Her name is Isabel Garza, and she is a registered dietitian who specializes in women's health and hormones. So super fun to hop on the call today with Isabel. She is passionate about women's health, and we're going to dive into more about the struggles that she's seen with her clients and she personally has faced and how they've overcome them. Um, So thanks for tuning in and I can't wait for you to listen to the show. Well, hey, Isabel, it's so great to have you here on Fool to Thrive. Thanks for being here today. Oh, thanks so much for having me, Joe. Yeah, it's so fun. Um, so if you don't know who Isabel is, Isabel and I met through our business coach and she is a hormonal nutrition specialist and dietitian. And what kind of, you know, tell us a little bit more about your background and what you do and a little bit more about your family life, Isabel. Yeah, of course. Uh, like Joe said, my name is Isabel Garza. I'm a registered dietitian and I'm the founder of Women Wise Nutrition. Uh, my specialty is really working on the intersection of hormone health and disordered eating. I really kind of believe that the, the driving force behind my practice is to empower women in their bodies. I feel like society really teaches women to fear their bodies, distrust their bodies, disconnect yeah. with their bodies. So I'm really here to help women rewrite that narrative, reconnect that's with their awesome. bodies and yeah, learn how to trust them and, and yeah. take care of them. Yeah, that's awesome. And what like inspired you to get started in that? I would say a big part of what kickstarted things uh, was my personal journey with mm, yeah. hormone dysfunction. Um, basically in college, I went through this really challenging time where I was just experiencing all these symptoms like fatigue, uh, energy crashes, acne, insatiable appetite. And I just didn't feel well in my body. And these are actually symptoms that a lot of my clients go through as well. And so long story short, went to a lot of doctors, didn't really have a lot of answers and me being a bit of a type one, uh, go-getter, uh, <laughs> yes. uh, personality. I just, uh, extended my dietetic education, okay. really specializing in hormone health. And through that process, not only was I able to resolve a lot of my symptoms, but now I've helped hundreds of women do the same. So there's so a awesome. huge intersection between, yeah, my, my professional passion yeah. and my personal passion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's so important. I talk about this so much with the athletes I work with and how, hormones are just so neglected in the nutrition world. And in, I think just like general medical world as well. Like, I don't think people consider how much they affect our bodies and the effects they actually have on our bodies. So I think it's great that you're doing that. Yeah. I yeah. know we do a lot of similar things and care for our clients in, in yeah. similar ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. So kind of bouncing off why you got started in hormonal health. Tell us a little bit more about hormonal health in general and like why it's so important, because I think it's really important that people understand the importance of our hormonal health and how it affects our bodies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So maybe just to kind of set a a foundation, right? What, what are hormones? I think a lot of people (laughs) throw the terminology hormones around and don't really understand like uh, my hormones feel like they're off, but what does that mean? So essentially hormones, I I say are these chemical messengers, right? They either tell our body to do something or not do something. So that can be, it tells our body to ovulate or not ovulate to, you know, 
activate our thyroid or slow down our thyroid to activate digestion or slow down digestion. It's kind of this monitoring system to help us thrive and survive. And I think what's so amazing about being in a woman's body is that we have these periods. And I think people usually don't use the word amazing and period and things, (laughs) but I think our periods are so incredible because they are a window into our hormones. They can tell us if our hormones are working well or if things are awry. So if you're having missing periods, painful periods, irregular periods, whatever that is, that's a flag for us to pay attention to say, okay, what is this saying about my hormones and how's my body using these hormones to communicate Mm -hmm. something deeper? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's so good. And I think that's finally like becoming a little more aware people are becoming a little more aware of that, but kind of tell us how, like, because I work with a lot of women that do struggle with periods as well. And most of them are irregular, just don't have them in general, but like, tell us like how, you know, diving a little deeper into that, like how some of those signs and symptoms are actually indicating what's going on in our bodies. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, so maybe just to even talk a little bit about our intersection within our practices, right? So let's say irregular periods or missing periods. So the sign when we see a missing period for some people, they see that as a perk, right? Okay. (laughs) Like nothing to worry about. Don't have to go buy, um, tampons or pads or whatever it is, but actually a missing period is our body telling us that it's unsafe. So basically what that means is that the body is saying, Hey, I either don't have enough resources. I'm too stressed. I'm exerting too much energy Mm -hmm. that I can't ovulate, or I don't want to ovulate because ovulation is leaving you vulnerable to pregnancy and pregnancy is a beautiful thing, right? But it takes a lot of resources. Mm -hmm. So if the body doesn't have enough resources and it's sensing that in its environment, either externally, internally, it's going to delay that. And so irregular periods aren't just, oh, you know, I'll get one when I get one. It's actually the body kind of pushing on the brakes and saying, okay, we're going to wait things out, make sure that the body's safe so that I'm going to allow the body to potentially carry a baby. Yeah. So that's just, I mean, I'm continually fascinated by the body and all these internal mechanisms that are being monitored um, without us really even knowing, right? We're going about our day and our body's taking care of us in that very deep and complex way. Yes. Ah, I love that you brought that up because I think it's so true how many of us just don't trust our bodies and like how many of us rely on, you know, quick fixes or like, Hey, something's off. Let's try to do something about it right now, right away. Versus like thinking of it as like the long term of like actually what's going on and like, how can we address this in a really healthy way? That's beneficial to my entire health. Um, tell us about, you know, I'm so curious what you experience like with that, with people, because I'm in the athletic world and you're working with, you know, a lot of, I think probably more of the general population, but tell us like what you see there, like what are people turning to, to try to solve these problems without actually addressing the root issue? Right. Yeah. You're so right. People aren't asking why, right. Why am I not having periods? Why are my periods painful? Why are they sporadic? Right. That's such an important question that I'm always asking whenever I'm working with the client. Um, I would say the solution that a lot of people run to is hormonal birth control. Yeah. In fact, there's this misconception that birth control regulates your period because it does look like that from the outside. 
right? So yeah. someone will say, yeah, I had a regular periods. I went to my doctor. I got hormonal birth, got on hormonal birth control, and all of a sudden my periods are regular. And I always have to gently remind them that that's not actually a real period. Yeah. A real period is when you ovulate, and if that egg doesn't mm-hmm. get fertilized, then you shed the lining of the uterus, and that's a true mm-hmm. period. You're just getting a medically induced bleed, mm-hmm. and that can actually cover up a lot of symptoms. And totally. so, I've had so many clients once they get off their uh, hormonal birth control, they're so surprised of the heaviness of their period, the mm-hmm. headaches that they get, the fatigue, the irregularity. Yeah. It's because that birth control was just kind of covering things up, and we weren't really able to see these imbalances underneath. Yeah. So that's a challenging one. I think, uh, I'm not here to demonize birth control. Yeah. I think for a lot of people, especially with a lot of pain, endometriosis, yeah. it can offer a lot of relief. Um, but it is still important to understand that birth control isn't solving a problem. Mm-hmm. It's really a temporary buffer. Um, if that is how you're using yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good point. Yeah. I think that's so interesting because you know, before I studied all of this and I, you know, I got married, got on birth control, didn't think anything of it. And I still didn't have a period. And like, people think it's just the one-stop shop to like fixing your problems. And like, obviously everyone's different and everyone's hormones are different, but like, even just showing you like this, you're right. It's not for one, it's not real, but two, (laughs) it's also like not the like solution to what actually is going on. You have to address the, you know, root issue. So super, super interesting. Um, so kind of tell us more too about like, what are some of the other like common hormonal imbalances you see in the people you work with, um, and some of the biggest challenges they face? Mm -hmm. I would say a big percentage of the clients I work with have PCOS, which is what I was diagnosed with um, back in college. And, uh, PCOS and maybe your clientele who has a hypothalamic amenorrhea, yeah. there's a lot of similar symptoms. Totally. So I think a lot of people get really confused because both people can have irregular periods, yep. both can feel chronic stress, anxiety, yeah. fatigue. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So it's really important for us to understand the root cause. So with HA, um, very often it's more of an energy imbalance, yeah. right? And I'm preaching the choir, so uh, <laughs> yeah. that energy imbalance yeah. is, causes the body to be in a deficiency versus with PCOS, there's many more uh, complex mm-hmm. um, root causes. It can be due to inflammation. It can be due to blood sugar imbalances. Um, and it can also be due to adrenal dysfunction, which yeah. can have, again, that overlap with HA. And mm-hmm. so I think the biggest thing that women struggle with um, aren't actually the regular periods. I think with the education that is circulating mm-hmm. now, now people are saying, oh, irregular periods is a problem. Yeah. But usually what bothers people and actually is the catalyst for them to reach out to a dietitian is weight. Yeah. I think, you know, that's so cultural 100%. that, oh my gosh, changing weight. So scary. Yeah. I need to fix this right now. Yeah. Um, not the best motivation, but definitely at least the trigger for yeah. me to be holding a conversation with yeah. the client, but maybe they're experiencing all of a sudden this huge spike in their weight. They're mm-hmm. struggling with weight loss. They feel like, you know, I hear this all the time. Everything I eat makes me gain weight. They're yeah. having insatiable appetite, which definitely yeah. doesn't help with the weight gain. So that's the biggest thing I would say. Weight 
not as the problem, but as the symptom Yeah, and me really helping clients understand that so that we're not just focusing on cutting calories, increasing yeah. exercise, but understanding why their body is needing to, uh, hold on to energy, yeah. right. Or is increasing appetite. It's doing that for a reason. Yeah. And if we can understand that, then we can really heal the body. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I think even in my world, weight is a huge issue for a lot of people who are just, it's like the number one sign or symptom, like I can't lose weight. And, um, I'd love to hear like your side of things too, because like you said, that's more of like a symptom of something else that's going on and like how you help people overcome that mental barrier. Cause I think that's a lot of it for people is like, Oh man, I have to let go of this being the primary focus. Um, and focus on the actual issues going on. So like, what are, what are some of like the mental obstacles you see in face, but like how do you help your clients overcome that? Cause I'm sure people would feel encouraged mm-hmm. to hear more about that. Definitely. Yeah. I think, I think that's the, the, the biggest hurdle, yeah. right? I mean, most people know, okay, if I cut calories and exercise, that will potentially help me lose weight, yeah. which by the way, with PCOS, that actually doesn't, <laughs> doesn't work, work. very yep. well. Um, but I think that idea of trying to control the body is really what can spiral people into a really unhelpful mindset. Yeah. And so a, a big foundation of where I start my work is how can we reconnect to the body yeah. instead of yeah. kind of putting your body in the corner, seeing it as something to fix and manipulate, yeah. can we link arms and partner with your body mm-hmm. and really start listening yeah. to the body and see what it has to say. So when you're having a craving, right. Oh, the scariest thing, right. Oh my gosh, I'm craving yep. chocolate. I'm craving sugar. What does that tell us about the body? Right. Yeah. Why is it craving that? Um, and so to, to talk a little bit more granular, a big reason why a lot of women with PCOS or insulin resistance crave sugar is because their cells aren't actually accessing the Mm. food they eat. And so they're eating, the cells aren't actually receiving the nutrients. And so the Mm. cells are continually screaming to their brain saying, Hey, I need to eat. And so we actually want to help the cells access that food through yeah. supporting blood sugar, making yep. sure they eat enough, eating in a rhythmic manner. So it's a totally different approach, right? We're not just yep. trying to white knuckle through symptoms yep. and fight the body. We're saying, okay, even though these, these symptoms are very mm-hmm. uncomfortable, they're trying to tell us something. So yeah. body's telling me something, I can respond in a way that is going to help it feel better. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so good. So good. Um, your body. It's, it's working for us, you know, not against us. It really really is. is. (laughs) Um, so, you know, what are some like words of wisdom or encouragement that you would give for women out there, you know, who are struggling with some of these issues and feel pretty hopeless or, you know, lost on what to do next? I would say for your listeners or whoever's listening to, to our conversation, maybe resonating with a lot of that, right. The, the physical symptoms that come with the mental and emotional challenges. Um, I just want to first say like, you're not alone. I mean, me, Joe, we work with so many clients who are experiencing the same. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of those challenges, um, are experienced in secret or are something that people feel a lot of shame around because social media, our culture is making it look so easy and, you know, presenting this highlight reel of just eat this and all your symptoms go away, just take yeah. the supplement. And oh my gosh, my period is healed. 
And that's just not true or else me and Joe would be out of a job. (laughs) Right. So that is so, so important for us to remember. And I I just want to remind your listeners like, Hey, you're not alone. Um, and that you can heal. Uh, That being said, the things that you're probably doing right now aren't going to breed different results, right. As, as safe as they are, right. As familiar as they are, you know, restricting your calories over exercising, trying to cut out all these food groups. You've done that. I am sure you have, or else you probably wouldn't be listening to this conversation. And so doing that more intensely over and over again, isn't going to help. And so my word of wisdom and really a word of encouragement is just for women to be able to accept that trying something new is going to be maybe a little scary and it's going to come with some fear and that's okay. That doesn't mean that that's the wrong thing to do or that you're not ready to do it. I would say fear is just a feeling um, and we can feel it and we can still take the step into something that's uncomfortable or something that's within unknown territory. So a a small word of encouragement, because I think that fear really gets in the way very often of making progress. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. And talking about fear, because I feel like this kind of goes hand in hand, you know, fear is a part of life. And I think a lot of us have it, but, um, I know for me personally, and from what I've you know, seen from you is that a lot of your fear is probably let go of by your faith. How does, how does your faith affect what you're doing and the practice you're running and, you know, just the passion behind what you're doing? Mm-hmm. I appreciate that question because I think it's so important, right? If we're talking yeah. about our bodies, valuing our bodies, yeah. wanting to tune into our bodies, if we believe that this body is a bad body, we wouldn't want to mm-hmm. do any of that. Totally. Right. Like why listen to it? Why take the mm-hmm. time to tune in? It'd be so much easier just to get a cookie cutter meal plan, buy some supplements online and yep. run with that. Right. But why go through this whole process? Mm-hmm. And a big piece of that is because of my faith, yeah. I believe in a good God and a good God makes good bodies yeah. and those things can't be in, in conflict. Right. Yeah. And so if we believe that these are good bodies, then mm. we can lean into it. We can trust that there is God's wisdom woven into it. And he's not going to give us a body that is here to sabotage us. Right. Yeah. That only wants to gain weight. That's sending all these cravings just to sabotage your goals. Right. Yeah. That's, that a good God wouldn't do that. And so that's a big piece of why I really encourage my clients. And I work with a lot of uh, Christian women to build that trust with Mm -hmm. their bodies, not because this, this body is just the best body in the world. Right. But because of who created it. And so that's how we can actually trust. Even when things are confusing, even things feel a little awry, we can say, okay, but I trust that this is a good body. So can I take the time to be present with it? Listen to it, honor it. Yeah. Yeah. And how do you feel like that affects even how you see your own body? You know, like obviously there's a trust factor, but how has that affected you and your healing journey? Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I think it's really allowing my body to change over time. Yeah. I think that's a big piece of it, right? When you, let's talk about like a relationship, right? When you have trust in a relationship mm-hmm. in my husband, right. Within our marriage, we're going to both change a lot in the next, you know, 30, 50, however (laughs) long years. 
And having that trust means that we're not just rooting ourselves in what is true today, that there is a stronger foundation, the stronger truth that is bigger Mm. than us that we can continually grow upon. And so the same with our bodies. I mean, I always talk about it's a relationship with our bodies. Are we willing to trust it? ebb and flow with it, that Mm -hmm. maybe what I did yesterday for my body isn't going to work for me Mm -hmm. today. Maybe what I did for my body 10 years ago, isn't going to work for me 10 years down the road because it's ever evolving. So it's not about you trying to control your body, but Mm -hmm. trusting that it's doing its best and it's evolving over time yeah. and that we can also evolve with it through our yes. decision and our lifestyle. Yes. <laughs> I think that's so hard. I mean, okay. So I work with type A people. They're very competitive. You know, a lot of people who just have high expectations of themselves. <laughs> and I think that is like one of the most important philosophies to remember is just like your body's going to change and also like you have to trust what you're doing is good and trust your body in the process. And, you know, like, remember, like, this is not some linear experience. Like, you know, there are going to be ups and downs and it takes time. It takes time for your body to like do its thing and like take care of itself. You know, like if you make change, it's not going to immediately affect you always the next day. Like, it can take years for your body to really adjust to that change and, you know, really thrive. So I, I appreciate you saying that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like that's something a lot of people struggle with is just the time frame of things? Cause I feel like when you do, especially like talking with hormones and just like recalibrating your body, that stuff takes more time than just like other things. Um, you know, do you feel like that's a big, pain point for a lot of people to like commit to the time frame, like commit to the work. Definitely. I think we've been programmed to believe that I can get something over the counter and that's going to fix it overnight. Um, And for hormones, what's so amazing about our hormones, our hormones are so resilient. Yeah. So a lot of times people aren't even seeing symptoms till months down the road, years down the road. And so they think, okay, I gained weight overnight. So I should be able to lose it overnight. (laughs) But that symptom is way down the road from a lot of compensations that the body has already been through trying to protect you and take care of you. So definitely, I think that's a a big buy-in for a lot of people to say, Hey, I'm committed to this process, yeah. not just physically for yeah. the symptoms to resolve over a long period of time, but also mental, mentally yeah. and emotionally, right? If you've been approaching food from fear, from mm-hmm. a place of restriction, anxiety, all of that, mm-hmm. unlearning a lot of those approaches, it, it's going to be challenging. We're, we're yeah. kind of uprooting a lot of old beliefs. Plus, right, culture is screaming that yes. message at us. So we're having to tune out that noise. while we're doing that internal work. So there's so much grace. I think that goes into the process of being patient, being kind, being compassionate with your body uh, in the process. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that use of word grace. I use that with people all the time. Just show yourself grace. It's not going to, it's not going to happen overnight. You're not expected to be perfect. Um, in fact, you won't be. So (laughs) be gracious with yourself. It'll be a lot easier. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, you know, before we like finish up, I could, I feel like I could talk for hours about this, but, um, you know, 
every question I ask everyone because especially in the nutrition world, as you know, food is a huge part of our lives. So what is your favorite food? Like, what do you like? What would be your go-to of all foods? Mm -hmm. Like meals, it can be meals or a specific food itself. Mm -hmm. Every time I think of my favorite food, I always go back to my mom's cooking. So I grew up, uh, in a Taiwanese household. So my mom, I mean, bless her heart made like Taiwanese feast every yes. single night <laughs> and us, you know, just bratty kids wanted spaghetti and meatballs, which is so easy. Right. <laughs> and she's laboring away for hours on hours. But, uh, every time I think about like my comfort food, food that yeah. really nourishes my body and my soul, uh, is her oxtail soup. Mm. It's so good. It's the broth is so rich. It Yum. feels so good in your body. And also, you know, you cook it over the stove for, uh, hours. hours. So it just fills the house with, oh. you know, the smell of, I mean, comfort and, and yeah. home. So, uh, recently I actually got her recipe and now I try to make it, uh, ever so often I'll even eat it, you know, in the summer. It doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah. I love it so much. So that's, that's awesome. probably my favorite. Ah, that's awesome. And that's another like thing that shows you food is more than just food. You know, it's part of your history and your family and your culture totally. and it brings so much warmth to your life. That's awesome. I love that. Oh, I love those childhood favorites. That's awesome. Well, I appreciate you so much for sitting down and having this conversation with me. I know so many women will benefit from this. So thanks for chatting, Isabel. And yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks, Joe. It was so fun. Good. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in today to Fueled to Thrive. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Isabel and she has so much wise information to share. Um, If you want to learn more about her and her business, you can go to womanwisenutrition.com. You can also follow her on Instagram. She's constantly providing wonderful educational resources about women's health and hormonal health. So thanks again for tuning in and until next week.